Within today's day and age, things must be questioned because let me tell you, there's many bad things going on within today's day and age and there's many scandals in which you're clearly wiped under the carpet by the mainstream media, whom supposedly are meant to be those that investigate. They're meant to be the organizations that hold the government to account. But unfortunately, in recent times, what has happened is very clear. We've had the collusion of governmental organizations and the media. And we saw this clearly throughout the pandemic, through the lockdowns, in which if anyone questioned the mainstream narrative when it comes to the policies which were implemented by the nation state, then, then one is alienated. You are cast aside as a, love this word, conspiracy radical. And this is exactly what has happened to Tucker Carlson, in which you can see how the mainstream media constructs a narrative, and this narrative has, has tangible impacts upon one's reputation and the accountability, or, or let's say the, the, the viability of what one has to say. So credit where credit is due. The Wall Street Journal actually did a very good piece, an, investigative, an investigation piece into Jeffrey Epstein's relations with very high-level individuals within our society. And they talk about the scandalous nature of Jeffrey Epstein, in which he had relations with people at JP Morgan very high up, including the CEO, and to one of the directors, if not the director, I believe, of the CIA. So credit where credit is due to the Wall Street Journal, because I'm often very critical of mainstream media, um, and I think it's necessary, but oftentimes they do produce uh, some good pieces here and there. So let's check out this video by the Nalk Boys, which has gone under the surface of Tucker Carlson totally dismantling the narrative in relation to Jeffrey Epstein. The thing we know for a fact is that he was killed in federal custody. He was mm -hmm. murdered. That's true. And if you look into it, as I did, I spent a week looking into it because his brother, Mark, reached out to me. And again, I know nothing else. Like, I don't know what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. I don't know. There's, I've never seen any tapes. Like, I don't know anything. So I, the two things I know, are, we don't know where the money came from. We don't know what he did for a living. And we know that he was murdered. He was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan. How so, do we know he was murdered? Oh, well, look into it, dude. We did a whole segment on it on my show. Nobody cared. Um, I'm going to watch it after. You should. It's it's beyond belief. And I'm very skeptical of any kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Why don't more people go after this, though? We know that he was murdered because, well, for one thing, I, a friend of mine is one of the people who last talked to him on the phone the day he was killed. And he had a expectation of a bail hearing in two days. He thought he was getting out. He was not despondent <laughs> at all. I talked to his lawyer, told me the same thing. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full-time prison guard, on duty. No what a coincidence. Oh my lord, it must be such a coincidence, right? None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They were all out of it that night. Hmm, really now? What a lovely coincidence. They locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, but then they opened all the cells inside. So who was it? So I asked a really simple question, the Bureau of Prisons. Who were the other, so there are eight cells, 16 minus his cell, because he was alone. So that means there are 14 other inmates there that night. What are their names? Where'd they go? Some of them are transferred out right after. Who were these people? Can't tell you that. Really? You can't tell me that? Well, on the basis of what? <laughs> are you kidding me? Anyone that doesn't believe that this is, and this is the issue. People just call you conspiracy theorists. They, they, they call you a, 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 you know, Alex Jones type person, tin, tin foil type hat. But we must understand as to how power works within our society. And how the media tools we'll get on later are parrots of this conventional narrative which is pushed out. And they're in partnership with the elites within today's age. Because some inmate at a federal prison's privacy concerns, like Trump telling, what are you even talking about? Meanwhile, 
the attorney general of the United States under Trump, Bill Barr, issues a statement being like, no, you know, it's totally Bill Barr lied. There's no question that Bill Barr well, he clearly suspected Epstein was murdered, but stopped the investigation into it. I went and read Bill Barr's book in which he explains all this, and it's like complete bullshit and transparent bullshit. So I have no idea why the attorney general of the United States would be lying about this, but there's literally no question that he did. I know him. So we, Bill Barr is a super nice guy. We reach out to Bill Barr like, hey, why don't you come on and explain why you lied about Jeffrey Epstein's death? Uh, no. So I, I don't want to overstate what I know. I'm just telling you what I do know. Mm-hmm. He was killed. Yeah. Wow. By whom? No idea. We could guess. But as my friend said, I said to my friend on Friday, actually, who do you think killed Epstein? And he goes, the list of people who wanted to kill Epstein was so long. <laughs> like, it could be anybody. Wow. But whoever did it, here's the one thing I'll say. Whoever did it, was able to do it in the most secure lockdown in the United States of America yeah. and then get away with it. So I was interviewing all these people, like, will you come on the show and talk about it? No, why? And one of them said to me, whoever killed Epstein clearly has a lot of power. <laughs> I mean, like, if I said to you, I want you to kill this guy in the special housing unit at federal lockup in Manhattan. You gotta like, have some pull. You'd be like, I'd love to kill him, but like, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. Right? It'd right. be pretty hard to pull that off. Well, someone pulled it off. So that tells you a lot about that, whoever that group of people was. Mm. They're no one to fuck with. Well, this tells you basically is how power operates within our society in which, as I stated, the media apparently stand in partnership with many elites within today's day and age. And for such a long time, specific media organizations never questioned as to if there was something beyond this. They never released, no one has ever released two. The list, the list literally has the names of people who in relation or had connection for Jeffrey Epstein in some manner, yet this list has failed to be released. And we have people like Julian Assange, as we'll get to one later, whom have been jailed for five years for trying to expose the government and organizations of the day. And this is without charge. It shows you the scandalous nature of our society with their many regards, in which the media is supposed to be investigation journalists. They're supposed to hold government to account, but in many cases, they clearly don't. The Journal reported, and credit where credit is due for this report, that they gain access to Epstein's private diary and other documents, which included thousands of pages of emails and schedules from 2013 to 17 that haven't been previously reported upon. And the diary listed meetings with dozens of individuals that supplied little information about the content or the subject of the meeting. The bulk of the engagements were at Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. And among those who were predominantly mentioned in the journal, there were two high-level officials of Democratic administrations, William Burns, currently the CIA director, formerly Deputy Secretary of State in the Obama administration, and Catherine Rummler, whom is currently the General Counsel for Goldman Sachs Investment Bank, who was White House Counsel in the Obama administration. And the most important connection reviewed by the journal account was between Epstein and his longtime banker, J.P. Morgan Chase, which only closed Epstein's accounts in 2013 five years after he pled guilty to solicitation charges in Florida involving a 14-year-old girl. Representatives of J.P. Morgan's private bank, which handles the affairs of super-rich clients, continued to meet with Epstein until at least 2017. Why would one need to have a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, you know, many, many years after he has been exposed? And clearly was it was a pedophile who, it seems now, had a sex trafficking ring. And this sounds literally like something out of a story, out of a conspiracy theory, but it's not. It's the truth. In the course of their 20-year relationship, the bank would come to manage 55 Epstein-related accounts containing hundreds of millions of dollars, the journal reported. And by the way, what did Epstein actually do? How did this guy make any of his money? No one actually knows. He just seemingly 
and billions and billions of dollars. Epstein's principal advocate within the bank was Jess Staley, who ran the asset management division from 01 to 09. And during that period, the division more than doubled in size from 605 billion to $1.3 trillion. Stanley went on to become CEO of Barclays Bank in Britain from 15 to 21, when he was forced out over the relations over the revelations that he had concealed his close ties to Epstein. And this relationship included exchanging 1,200 emails during a four-year period in the course of which Epstein sent him suggested photos of teenage girls, while Staley a visit to Epstein's properties in Florida and the Virgin Islands were back at one point. That was fun, say so hi to Snow White. Significantly there, significantly, there has been almost no reporting of the Virgin Islands suits and the high-profile despositions in the corporate media aligned with the Democrat Party, particularly in the New York Times. This is in keeping with the role of the Times in relation to Epstein's death in prison, but the newspaper basically parroted without question the declarations of prison officials that he had died by suicide, despite the contrary evidence uncovered by his family, who hired longtime medical examiner Dr. Michael Baden to conduct a second autopsy. I mean, this is like the most damning case there is. A individual whom clearly had a lot of stuff upon high level, high level within our society mysteriously died, vanished, it seems. Um, and, and any attempt to question this narrative, you're viewed as a nut job. And the mainstream media just parrots the elites and the people whom constructed this official idea of death by suicide. And you really have to question the reasons to why this is important, because many, think, many, many people think today, in, in today's day and age, the politics is, is zero-sum game. It's not necessary. That's not true whatsoever. If we have clear evidence of the media and governmental organizations in the elites who seemingly can control the narrative of today's society in relation to this case, then what else are they controlling? Is it perhaps, is it perhaps fair now to question the climate change narrative in which we've had for, for 60 plus years, this supposed claim that the world is ending in two years? People like Paul Ehrlich and Al Gore have been at the forefront of the climate change debate despite the fact that they've been wrong conspicuously. They were advocating in the 70s for global cooling and now they're in advocation for the supposed global warming despite the fact Al Gore recently brought a beach property, a beach in which if his supposed claims of global warming come true then I, I imagine he's going to be the first one that is flooded. The point that I'm making is that the mainstream media has just done a terrible job for the most part when it comes to questioning the narrative of the modern date and the supposed BBC in the UK when it comes to you know, arguments such as climate change. They fail to take into account the opposing aspect of climate change in relation to the positives of climate change and the positives of CO2, including the fertilization effect of 40% greening since the 60s. So if the mainstream media fails to report the other side of the story, and if it fails to question and investigate many important stories within, our, within today's day and age, I think it's important to question things in order to come to the truth, because that's what we really want to do. Times continued the silence on this topic, even as the Federal Department of Justice refuses to release its final report on Epstein's death. A lengthy article in Business Insider on March the 14th documented the complaints of lawyers for Epstein's victims and of Mark Epstein, Epstein's brother and next of kin, that the DOJ Inspector General Michael Horwitz has still not released the final report, some three and a half years later after the alleged suicides. Mark Epstein said he has still not been able to obtain some medical records, including the report by the EMTs who were called up to the scene when Epstein was found hanging from a rolled up sheet in his cell. The two critical questions, how did Epstein die and how did the prison staff in the, in the MMC allow it? This is a real thing that I think we need to understand because it's very clear to me, especially in light of the events over the past few years when it comes to COVID and the lockdowns in which there was an inability to question the narratives. And this shows you how the media is parrots to the elites within our society in which you can't question the narrative 
in which you can't oppose the conventional beliefs in which are pushed forward. And especially for many people whom are passive readers of the media, who don't, don't take into consideration the ability for the media to be wrong. They treat the media as truthful dogma, specifically mainstream media, then this misleads them and it makes them believe in narratives in which simply are not true. And commonly, it turns out the media f favors the elites very regularly, in which I believe, in consideration of the terrible track record of the mainstream media, we must question the narratives in which they are so wrong about, in my opinion, in reference to the current date, namely that of climate change, so on and so forth. And what is really scandalous, in my opinion, in which I think we need to discuss if people like Julian Assange, whom have been purposefully trying to and have successfully exploit, uh, kind of exposed the narratives in which we've heard from governmental organizations when it comes to wars around the world. And Julian Assange has been in jail for five years in consideration of his exposing of the scandalous nature of many wars uh, in which the governments have imposed purposefully and which many believe are totally illegal wars. This really tells you as to why the mainstream media hates Tucker Carlson, especially in recent times. It's because Tucker Carlson does not want to go along with a conventional narrative. Tucker Carlson does not want to Tucker Carlson does not want to just solely fail to question anything. He wants to question things. He wants to ask these serious, hard discussions and debates which many people shy away from. Why haven't we seen the Jeffrey Epstein list? And which clearly would expose many high-level elites who run our world. Why haven't we seen this list? Why has only one person been placed in jail for this clear global trafficking paedophilic ring in which occurred. And yet we're perfectly okay to jail people like Julian Assange, who are spending many, many years in jail for charges in which are unclear or have not even been impo imposed by, by any means. We should be applauding people like Julian Assange, whom expose the corruption in which occurs within many organizations. What just, this really takes me back to is the 15th century church, and which is very analogous to the current date of the government. And what you see throughout society is nations fall and succeed. Nations rise and then they later fail. They collapse, so on and so forth. There is a cyclical nature to the superiority of nations. And one, what we can see is after the Dark Ages, the 15th century church, in which was analogous basically to a government back in the day, it was responsible for commerce, for agriculture, for architecture, so on and so forth. It was a very important institution. But prior towards the falling of the church, which later led towards the period of industrialization, what happened was mass corruption and tyranny pursued prior towards the falling of the, of the church back in the 15th century in a seemingly attempt to regain power. And I think this is very true now with light of new technological developments. What we see is mainstream media as governmental organizations gripping onto tyrannical power, specifically censorship within the digital space, in an attempt to regain their power in an attempt to go along with the way things have been over the past 20 years, let's say. But in light of technological advancements, mainstream media is crumbling, or at least it's being pushed and really questioned as to if they have any value. Now we're entering into an era in which the individual is the media company, in which you can be exposed to a range of differing opinions, debates and discussions in comparison to just one consensus narrative. And this is what I really think Tucker Carlson is going to do. The future is customizable, individualized media, which can expose you towards a range of different narratives in comparison to just one consensus pushed forward by the mainstream media. And this will allow us to come to truth, to find truth more easily, and expose issues in relation to governmental scandals, which have occurred majorly throughout the past. The journalism, journalism really should be the questioning. It should be accountability, holding those elites and governmental officials to account, but instead, it's parroting the elites. It is just going along with the government. It's not questioning as to anything that the government does. 
and that is very dangerous. So the fun on the Jeffrey Epstein side of the world continues, and we probably will never get that list. We will probably never find out the truth in relation to the scandalous nature of the clear paedophilic ring in which was very predominant for many years around the world. And unfortunately, people like Julian Assange who question, whom expose, they are the ones whom are demonized, they are the ones who are jailed, which shows us how power operates within our society.